0: This is the Invincible Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. We're back for season two, talking about season two, episode one, a lesson for your next life. Hi, since you were all part of the resistance, we need to kill you. Murderers! Ah, a volunteer. Don't touch me! Hey, buddy, you sentenced yourself to death when you joined Club Resistance. Justice. Justice will come for you. For all the friends we've lost to your senseless cruelty, for all the families you've torn apart, you will reap what Let's you- Let's do this, Mark. I missed lunch because of that riot in Bangkok.
1: Yeah, way ahead of you.
0: What the hell was that? A portal or something? Eh, ah, who cares. Let's finish this off, I'm starving. Welcome back, fellow guardians, to the Invincible Podcast on TV Podcast Industries. This time we're talking about Invincible Season 2, Episode 1, A Lesson for Your Next Life. I'm one of your hosts, Derek.
1: And rounding out this duo... The dynamic duo, if you will. Mm -hmm. I am Chris.
0: We're back together, Chris, me and you.
1: Yay! Just
0: us. Just
1: the two of
0: us.
1: (laughs) We can make it if we
0: try. Isn't it crazy to think it's been two and a half years since uh, Invincible Season 1. The finale of Season season 1 was on uh, the 30th of April 2021. So a very long time uh, since the first season of, uh, of Invincible.
1: Yeah, I've had, a, I, I went and made my own kid mm-hmm. in that time. Yeah. I have made my own Mark. <laughs> no, his name's Miles, but I've, it, it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm just not going to go pure Omni Man on it, but we'll see. You never know what will happen in the future.
0: Yeah, don't, don't do that. Make him a, a real superhero, Chris. <laughs> Uh... <laughs> but we have done other episodes where it has been just the two of us. Uh, over that yeah. over the course of that, we've covered things like The Boys Diabolical, uh, myself and you, uh, covering all those animated episodes as well. Um, but it's rare that it's just me and you uh, on board for these shows. But this is one of the special ones, uh, Invincible, coming from Robert Kirkman, who created The Walking Dead. And, of course, uh, did the original comic book series with uh, Ryan Ottley and Cory Walker. Um, so this is something that goes right into our wheelhouse, right? So, yes. Yeah.
1: For you, it is the the Kirkman-Walking Dead connection that brought you into Invincible, and for me, it was basically the, oh, this is a superhero trope, mm-hmm. oh, wait, two issues in, no this is not, <laughs> and... Ever since then, we have gone deep into the lore um i finished i probably finished my second reread last year mm-hmm. third reread last year um and again thinking thinking season two might come sooner, yeah, it did not. <laughs> Um, so, yes, uh, I am not fresh in all my comic book lore, uh-huh. uh, but I, because I'm also deep in Wheel of Time at the moment, so once I finish Wheel of Time, you know, just 13 books there, I'll just pop on over to the, <laughs> like, the four or three omnibus massive, like, volumes of Invincible.
0: Excellent, excellent.
1: Sure, it shouldn't take me time at all.
0: And for those of you who may not remember, I am I'm the one who's read to the least amount of Invincible. I have read the first collected edition or the first and second, second uh, collected edition, but not a huge amount. To the story uh, that's being covered here in uh, in the seasons of Invincible, uh, but the good news is we have four episodes of Invincible uh, out this year. We have one episode a week for the next couple of weeks, which is great. And then we also have the Atom Eve special, which myself and Chris didn't get the chance to cover because we were covering four other shows in TV podcast yeah. industries at the time. Yes. Uh, we will get around to covering that. We'll probably cover it after we finish the four episode series uh, once we're a little bit more free on time. But we have both seen it and was really good.
1: Oh, it was fantastic. Mm. It, it was strong. Again, you go into these. Animated shows, thinking there'll be a twenty, the old school twenty-five minutes uh-huh. kind of villain of the week, and then you get these like hour-long, forty-five-minute-long episodes. And you're like, oh, this is so bloody. Oh, it's so good. It's so <laughs> gory. Oh, that, that's an eyeball. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely enjoyed it. Can't wait to cover it with you again. Yep. As you said, probably closer towards the Christmas period uh, as we get into the, the end of these four.
0: Exactly, and. In honour of the explosive first episode of Invincible, we're both recording this on uh, Halloween night uh, in Ireland, uh, which means there'll be tons and tons of fireworks and explosions that you may hear in the background. Um... We're not going to be able to record it anyway, other than you being able to hear those. Uh, hopefully you won't hear too many of them or we won't be interrupted too much, but, uh, we're both hearing explosions, uh, in our headphones as we, as we record at the moment. Uh, but yes. happy Halloween. Hope you had a good hap- Halloween. This first episode is coming out the Friday after Halloween. So, uh, so hopefully you've had a good week.
1: And if any of you guardians dressed up as Vincible, in lieu of the show coming out, just, feel free to send it to facebook.com slash groups slash TV Podcast Industries and share it with everyone there. Or email it to us at feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com because it would be great to see cool cosplay. Always a good fan of good cosplay.
0: We already got some cosplay in uh, after our call-out on our last episode of Loki. Uh, we have a wonderful Nick Fury cosplay came into to our feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com email address as well. So uh, I have to share that with you, Chris. Looking very cool, Clyde.
1: They definitely know their audience when they send you a Nick Fury one. 100%. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about Marvel. We are here to talk about Invincible Absolutely.
0: This is our feed where we talk about every episode of Invincible, every episode of The Boys right here in the feed. You can make sure to stay subscribed to that. You get all the coverage of all of the shows. Uh, Subscribe over at tvpodcastindustries.com. It does have its own feed or our main feed, TV Podcast Industries, uh, over there. So you can keep up to date. Uh, Season three of Invincible is already in production as well. So uh, the next four episodes of Invincible will come out next year and then we'll be uh, on to the third season. No announcement as to when that's coming, but it is in production, which is great.
1: Yes. And they did say next year, early next year. What early could mean? Mm -hmm. That is just a, it could be any time within the first six months. Let's just be honest about it. That is still early, but let's dive into our discussion for this episode. But first. Derek, do you want to tell us who gave us what, where, when, and how with the episode details?
0: Absolutely, yes. Invincible, of course, created by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. The supervising director for these episodes is Dan Duncan. He was a storyboard artist on the Atom Eve special, uh, which we'll be discussing later in the year. Uh, He's also the supervising director for the series as well, so uh, he does have that main credit keeping the story together overall uh, for the season. The director of this episode was Sal Choi. Uh, He was an artist on many, many animated shows and movies like Batman The Long Halloween, but also... Also director on 32 of the 58 episodes of the 2017 animated Spider-Man series. Nice. There you go. There you go. So a Spider-Fan yeah. there for you, Chris.
1: Always. It was the 2017 one, so I, I was a bit older for it, mm-hmm. um, so I haven't seen all of them, uh, but I did watch a few, and I know a few people do absolutely hold it in high regard, um, but it is a slightly different caliber of show than what he is giving us here
0: absolutely absolutely a very different audience i would say for that too Um, this episode was written by simon reciopa and this is his third episode of invincible after episode two and seven of season one he also wrote the final episode of the boys animated spin-off diabolical which we covered on this here podcast as well so uh, you can go back and check out our thoughts about that episode too
1: yes absolutely love diabolical it was still one of our one of my favorite animated plays on kind of what the boys universe uh probably the only but especially those kind of <laughs> final episodes. Um so yeah, no, absolutely great.
0: Excellent, Chris. Do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for Invincible season 2 episode 1, A Lesson for Your Next Life?
1: Sure. In another dimension, the Immortal has returned and battles Invincible and his father Omni-Man as they prepare Earth to become part of the Viltrum Empire. As they kill the Immortal once again, they realize he was just causing a distraction to keep them away from the human resistance. The resistance are led by the remaining members of the Guardians of the Globe, including Adam Eve Robot and a new member, Angstrom Levi. Omni-Man and Invincible locate the Resistance, execute Robot, paralyze Adam Eve, and slaughter the other members. But Angstrom Levi escapes through a portal before they kill him. Back in our dimension, Mark and his mother Debbie are struggling to deal with the aftermath of the loss of Omni-Man. While Debbie gets a visit from Red Miss Widow Olga, Mark tries to get back to work with the Guardians of the Globe, but Cecil wants him to rest more, concerned he might be too much like his father. But the new Guardians of the Globe aren't doing well under the leadership of Robot. Now in his human body of Rudy, he feels fear for the first time when the team fight a giant with the mind of an eight-year-old. Cecil replaces him as leader with the Immortal and adds more muscle to the team with a new hero called Bulletproof. Angstrom arrives in this dimension and starts gathering together alternate versions of himself from every corner of every other dimension. He employs the Maulers to build a machine that will allow him to access all the minds and memories of his doppelgangers. As other Maulers arrive from many other Dimensions to complete Angstrom's plan, Cecil sends in Invincible to deal with him. But during the battle, the Dimension Traveller interrupts the process and, unknown to Invincible, kills most of the Maulers and merges his mind with all the other alternate Angstroms. With Angstrom mutilated and with memories of Invincible and Omni-Man's destruction of multiple Earths, he vows to punish Mark for all the deaths.
0: Well done, Chris, for getting through the entire synopsis uh, under heavy fire. Um, yes, from, from <laughs> suppressing <fireworks>. fire. Yes, <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, lots uh, going on here with the introduction of this brand new character, Angstrom Levi.
1: Yes, one of my favorite characters. Really? Um, well, one of, my favorite, one of my favorite villains. The volume they're riffing off from the, the for this season of um, Invincible, mm-hmm. uh, with volumes, I should say. Um still one some of my favorite because it does start to introduce more of the what we what some people would call like secondary characters or kind of not not meant as a negative they actually serve to really start as I see it flesh out the the invincible universe mm-hmm. in some of the Best
0: ways. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and the great thing so is, as, as they do introduce these characters, we don't know what's secondary and what's not, uh, unless you've read the comic book. So uh, he seems like quite a major character here. And on any other show, you'd probably think he's the season long villain uh, for it, but you have no idea what's going to happen on Invincible. He could be gone by the end of next episode.
1: <laughs> gone in the next five minutes. He could
0: be. He could be. But let's get into our talking about our top points for the episode. If this is your first time joining us for the Invincible podcast on TV Podcast Industries, or your first time joining us at all for any of the shows that we cover. And the way we talk about our shows is picking out our major points that we want to discuss, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully covering off all the episodes, but all the things that we're interested in, all the things that stood out to us from the episode. Uh, for Invincible, uh, we're going to be talking about our top four points uh, for this episode. Let's start out with point number one, the introduction of alternate dimensions, something that we're very used to over on the MCU, definitely.
1: Yes, multiverses is here. Mm. and they uh, Yeah, they're everywhere. Yep. If you if you're not if you haven't if you're not across Marvel or DC mm-hmm. or many 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 other shows on TV, pretty much everything is now alternate dimensions, multiverse. Um, but Invincible does it in a fun way. I'll always say that.
0: Yeah, and this was really interesting because it probably stood out to me quite significantly because I was kind of going, I know there's a time jump between season one and season two, and I'm not familiar exactly with what happens. At the end of last season, we had the battle between Mark and his dad, uh, Nolan, before Nolan left the planet. And here we have it starting out that Mark has teamed back up with nolan it's got invincible and omni-man being attacked by um the immortal who has returned once again he is immortal uh he does come back from death very often and it seems like potentially this is our main story this is this is the mark that we met last season and he's just had a change of heart
1: yeah and that's why i love the cold open here it it kind of leads to i'll jokingly say a a wtf moment Mm -hmm. you're like What is going on? What have, like, what has happened in these six months? And it's not until you really start to see death and destruction and the very um, politicized Mark message Mm -hmm. kind of going out that you're like, "Mm, okay, something else is wrong here. Something's a bit different. Um, But yeah, I, I really enjoyed, and especially seeing the multiple parts of it, seeing the immortal being like just chopped in half mm-hmm. seeing that then the, the kind of fly by destruction of multiple cities yeah um just fantastic
0: absolutely absolutely i think also seeing mark participate in the crushing of uh of the immortal as his father cuts off his hands and then mark destroys his head you know you kind of think to begin with is the immortal just going after mark for what omni-man did and then as they team up for that battle you realize they're working together uh, one of the little kind of dropped lines that we hear a little bit later on in the episode mm-hmm. is that in almost every dimension mark has joined up with his dad uh, as yes. a viltrumite and has been involved in the preparation of earth for um, becoming part of the Viltrum em- Empire, so that's quite interesting. So the mark that we're seeing is only one of a few that didn't went up against his dad and didn't team up with him. So I thought that was yeah. quite an interesting little touch.
1: And it is; it's even more interesting when you start to see how different the the universe can be. Mm-hmm. Like we we see the remaining Guardians of the Globe. We see Rudy in his robot form in still but without his new body. Yeah. You see Adam Eve in a very Charlize Theron, Mad Max Fury Road kind of haircut mm-hmm. and get up. Um really and you also get to see how that they've changed some of not changed evolved their power set in these six months fighting Invincible and Omni Man. Because we do get then like you, you see they they're led Back to the resistance by uh, an ancient Levi, uh, and they they arrive when he arrives, and really are there to crush the final bits of the resistance mm. and the Guardians of the Globe, yeah, and make short work of them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and, and a really brutal mark that we see here. You know, it's it's kind of alluded to again. You don't, don't get a full flashback of it, but again, alluded that the change in Mark only happened after his battle with, with his father, just like it did in the universe we've been following or in the dimension that we've been following. So rem- if you remember that, then that means that, that even himself were really good friends up until that point. And here he is saying to her, I wouldn't kill you, and then snapping her neck in a certain way so that she's only paralyzed is the way that he's seeing it. So he can just go and visit her, but she will be unable to use her powers. She will be unable to move. Um, you know, that's a really big leap for this character to have taken within the six months, you know? Um, yeah. He seems pleased with how he's battling and killing people. He seems okay with the fact that his father's saying, kill all the humans um, because I just want to get back for a sandwich because I'm really hungry, you know? Yeah. Uh, he seems absolutely fine with all of that.
1: And the paralyzing that of Eve led to one of the funniest, it, again, dark humour, gallows humour, funniest lines, mm. where you hear Omni-Man go... Oh, that's what you were practising on all those people last week mm-hmm. in the square. Now I understand. And he goes, yeah, it was really hard to do. Yeah. But I got it. And you're like, oh, my God.
0: Absolutely.
1: He went through hundreds of people just snapping their necks, mm. trying to get it until they, he just paralysed them.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Like, oof. Really, really difficult stuff. Uh, what else do we want to talk about uh, in the initial introduction of these alternate dimensions?
1: Really, for me, it's just the introduction of angstrom Levi. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get this character who is very much standing up against the, he's part of the resistance. He's seen the, the, the the issue and destruction with, um, that is brought on by Omni Man and Invincible. And then you, just as he is about to die, he is ripped from his own universe (laughs) via a portal to question mark. Yeah, And then it's just a cold, invincible open, which again, we get those, these invincible opens, which I do mm-hmm. love. He's ripped away and then like, oh, come on, look, we'll just kill the humans and we're going to go. Don't know what happened here. Let's just get yeah. on with it. Yeah. And then the cold open. Mm-hmm. Um, and still going with every time people going, it's not like you're it and cutting to invincible. Yes. The, the cold, that cold open slate cart. I still love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a different slate. card. It
0: is this. Uh, dark. This time, it's uh, dark and it's cracking uh, as well. So yes. we may see that crack further. Last season, we got the card being covered with more and more blood as the season went on. So uh, expecting that we're going to see the slate crack uh, as the season goes on. Uh, but we do get the old slate card at the end of the episode when uh, when uh, angstrom Levi uh, closes out the episode. Uh, we get him about to say the word "invincible" and it's covered up. This time, it's said pretty freely in the episode. I just thought yeah, we different, uh, different, but yeah, uh, it was you that pointed out to me um, that this may not have been Angstrom Levi that we've just met here in the other dimension using uh, power that he has it's another angstrom levi pulling him from his dimension so uh, it wasn't very clear yes. to me the, the first couple of times i watched the episode so and um, so that's a really good no. point. it's not that every angstrom levi has the power to create portals in fact it may only be a few of them uh, most of the rest of them just have some uh some other abilities or other useful knowledge that he needs
1: yeah and we'll, well we can get into it kind of further on but yeah it is going by the comic books There is only one Angstrom Levi, which is... the We'll call it... Let's call the universe, our universe, kind of the one that we we usually watch Invincible, the prime Mm -hmm. universe, just to make it kind of easier. The prime Angstrom Levi is the one with the power. He has the ability to create and kind of pull people, animal things from alternate universe. Mm -hmm. And he wants to use that to take the knowledge of all the Angstrom Levi's from every multiverse because some universes are just slightly different mm-hmm. some are very different yes. and he there's he wants to be able to understand all that information from hundreds and thousands of uh, uh and take that and then use that to understand well and fix his own prime universe yeah. essentially he wants to be able to kind of oh well in this one there's like free fission energy so he wants to pull mm-hmm. that and here they've cured cancer so he wants to take that information yeah. It's somewhat kind of in good faith. He's not trying it to be evil. Yeah. He's not a supervillain. He just he employs the the greater good mentality. Yeah, it's the it's the group like, thing it um, It's the um
0: it's the philanthropic nature of this character. He's trying to use his abilities to bring more knowledge to this world and then share it back out to the other worlds as well. He's saying that he's saying that he's going to spread it out back through the dimensions as well, but he'll fix the prime universe first. And um, so that's quite interesting. So, um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go through our yes. further points. Uh, but I want to, t- want to kind of take a bit of a veer off to the left as the show does uh, our point number two. And uh, let's talk about Mark and Debbie Grayson uh, dealing with the loss of, uh, of Nolan Grayson as they knew him or Omni-Man.
1: Can I just say, one of the most beautiful two to three minute scenes was just watching, seeing to, to I think it's Radiohead, maybe
0: it's Camera Police by Radiohead. Yeah,
1: yes, just seeing Mark fly as invincible mm-hmm. through the world, solving problems to to that song, and it just like the choice. the the sound director and the audio composer and whoever made the decision to pair Mm -hmm. that song with that kind of scene, it was so on point. It was just... Beautiful. It's a
0: really interesting choice, and as a Radiohead fan, I was so distracted by the song being used uh, here. I would say whoever mm-hmm. picked it was picking it for the line. For a minute there, I lost myself, um, which is part of the tune. But the song "Camera Police" is about something very, very different. So, um, so oh. it's, it's quite interesting to use it as at, at this moment. Uh, but yeah, I think I think that line works really well, and I think the song is a beautiful song. So, uh, so yeah, both of those two things uh, worked very well for the scene.
1: What is the song about?
0: The song is about people resting control and trying to control you effectively. So um wow. yeah so it's it's okay. not uh, not really about this kind of situation. So they are the, they are yeah. the karma police who come in and destroy you and destroy your personality and then you lose yourself. So yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I've never known that. I've always just take it as you are depressed and the karma police are here to kind of <laughs> take take back that depression or, or give you depression just the the ups and downs anyway fantastic song goes really well with the the mood it is setting it's it's one of those maybe okay as a radiohead fan you're like that's a weird choice <laughs> as a non radiohead fan who just likes the song and chose i was like oh very beautiful very somber just very melancholic <clears throat> he is depressed about thinking about it, doesn't know where to fit in anymore he's not like people, Some people are afraid of him, some people don't want him near, everyone looks at him like, like his dad was the worst thing in the world, which he yep. was, um, and they destroyed half of Chicago, yeah. which they did.
0: <laughs> and I think that's one of the interesting things, that Mark isn't really getting a lot of people criticising him for what his dad did. People aren't equating Invincible and Omni-Man, they're not equating Mark to what his father did either. So, you know, we see the scene where he finally goes back to school and the former bully that was beating him up uh, in the, at the start of last season gives him a big hug and tells him, you know, I, I don't know what it would be like to lose my dad. Um, even though my dad is a horrible person, I still do, wouldn't want to lose him. Like, you've just lost your dad, you know? Um, so it's really all about Mark and him beating himself then, you know? Yes. He talks to Cecil about going to join the Gardens of the Globe again and Cecil says to him, no, you need more rest kind of worried that that he might turn into his father he might be lying yeah. to him about him being okay but still not blaming him for what his father did
1: yeah so they, they, there is again the thing like a lot of people didn't know nolan was Omni man so a lot of people don't know mark is Invincible. Mm-hmm. so you do have with the bully the bully just knows that mark's father is yes. dead nolan is dead he is but then you do so that split is still there i think what very much this episode does, and we see it even more with Debbie, is the lie that has perpetuated Mark and Debbie's mm-hmm. life, which is Nolan was a good man. He was a superhero. He was an author. He was. But then all the things that led to that last episode, mm-hmm. where you hear him talk about Debbie, Mark's mother, kind of, she was more of like a pet to yeah. me. Like, you don't understand. You're half Viltramite. You will live for eons mm-hmm. and they will crumble and die. And you will look at humans the way you look at pets. Yes. Like, like they'll live for seven years and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. That, all of that is still way so heavy on mm-hmm. them. And then they also blame themselves. Mark lost. Like the thing to remember again, the, 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 the difference about one of the reasons, and the the difference I really enjoy about Robert kirkman his his books and his different kind of projects is they're yes they're they're zombie genre they're superhero genre, but they just they're that's just a setting mm-hmm. it very mm-hmm. much it's the story he tells with Absolutely. these, and here you do see like. This is lost. Like this is you see. Like Mark lost the the ending of season one is he lost. Absolutely. Omni Man could have killed him and just w- continued mm. on, but Nolan left. Nolan just ran away because yeah. he couldn't do it. And you've also got to, Mark has to deal with that as well. Like that he just got hammered mm. and destroyed by his father, and he could have died. Yeah. If not for that somewhat a bit of emotion on top of his from his father. Yeah. So it's really just it's interesting to see like this gets too dark. This goes to a very dark place.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But in amongst that there is um some interesting support that comes from Olga, who was the uh the widow of uh Red Rush, who was killed by yes. um by Nolan when he killed the original Guardians of the Globe. Um I really liked this moment, um, for some reason, because, you know, a lot of us have lost people in our lives and you don't really know how to handle it at all. Grief is dealt with in really different ways by different people, you know, and Olga sits down with, uh, with Debbie over a couple of bottles of wine, maybe a few too many from Debbie. I get the, get the <laughs> feeling by the lingering on the bottle of wine that Debbie's drinking way too much. Um, but Olga says to her, you can be angry and have a sense of loss. That is okay it's yeah. it can it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive that you're sad that he's gone and also angry about who he became and who he who he really is. So I thought that was quite an interesting way of talking about grief uh within the show again so, you know extra kind of layers that only Robert Kirkman's style of writing would uh would give to the characters.
1: Yeah again you you called out the 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 inter- one of the most interesting bits is they do linger on those bottles. Mm-hmm. So they are kind of starting to make you think that like Maybe Debbie has a beginning of a problem here. Um, And then you're right. Like the way that we're getting from, like Nolan killed Olga's Mm -hmm. husband, but she does not hold that against. Like they were heroes. Like they're there as support for each other. Uh, And yeah, the hatred and the loss, it's an interesting duality that they do explore Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of this episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, it is really interesting that that's the major storyline here for Mark. The show is called Invincible. Yeah. It's about him, and most of the first episode doesn't really feature anything other than him overcoming this or him having the wherewithal to stay with superheroing, to, to want to go out and go back to some of his old ways, go back to school, go back to uh, possibly the Guardians of the Globe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a very small proportion of the episode. Most of the episode is actually spent with um, Angstrom.
1: Yeah, the the interesting thing, like one of those we kind of called about it earlier. Um, Cecil and Mark meeting mm-hmm. each other, seeing Mark is not doing well. No. Like he's not dealing with this, and you see him lose control in at a burger march, mm-hmm. where he kind of screams back at Cecil, going, "I want to join. I'm ready," and smacks himself like his arms mm-hmm. down, very much denting the hell out of that black metal table, and again showing just that they're, they're, neither of them are okay. Mm-hmm. Six months in, they are still suffering grief, su- suffering loss, Absolutely. suffering betrayal, and, and beyond.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So an, in- an interesting pause, I suppose, for for this first episode for those two characters. Yes. Uh, let's move on to our point number three. Other characters not doing as well. Uh, as they could be, uh, the Guardians of the Globe that we have here. Um, now with their new leader of Robot, who is, uh, who's got his new, ma- his new human body, um, which we saw him get at the end of last season, and Rudy. Um, but there, we have got this other big battle in the center of this episode with the, uh, the giant with the mind of an eight year old, which I thought was quite fun.
1: I love that you see, like, they, they, they figure this out. Um, that is from the comics mm-hmm. and there's way more to that story. Okay. So I'm I'm just like I'm waiting to see, maybe they kinda of go back to it because they do drop that giant into into the middle of a car park mm-hmm. below. So fun. But yeah, seeing Rudy with his new body and him experiencing fear mm-hmm. for the first time and getting laughed up by Monster Girl.
0: Yes. Um
1: <laughs> which is great. So it's like, oh that thing, yeah, we get it all the time. Yeah. Welcome to being human. Exactly. Um it's fun and you're right the the guardians are not doing well they're not coordinated <laughs> things still go wrong with a this. lot not just because of robot yeah. but like beyond they're not gelled as a cohesive fighting force <laughs> if you will Yeah. um so it's it, yeah it's again also fun to see that like nobody is perfect even the guardians of the globe yes
0: absolutely absolutely but i do like the the battle with the uh, with the giant i love i love how they work out that uh, that his brain is only eight years old because he says i want to be president and part of the space program and an astronaut <laughs> it's like okay that's definitely not the kind of ideas of our usual villains that we deal with i uh, thought that was quite fun um but because of this because of this problem that that um robot has in controlling and leading the team uh, with his new body they they effectively get a new leader. Uh the Immortal is back and is going to be the new leader of the Guardians of the Globe.
1: I love that they bring him mm-hmm. back. I love that the 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 Immortal is I can't remember how much how much do they reveal about the Immortal in season one?
0: Um I believe that they said he was a couple of thousand years old in season okay. one. Um and that he comes back over and over and over again. Yeah. Or at least you revealed okay. to me. On this very podcast, that he comes back over and over again, Derek, you idiot! His name the is the Immortal. He will be back.
1: Okay, <laughs> yes. okay. so at least it didn't ruin that. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, the Immortal. The Immortal is fun. The Immortal. He he's the. the, the I, they may do it later. So again, I'm, I'm picking and choosing, mm. but the, he has been around for thousands of years. Right. He's been involved in the United States and the world for thousands of right. years. And no matter how many times he is killed, he comes back. Mm -hmm. So he, but he is, he's a dick. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's like the best way of putting it. He is arrogant, cocksure, Mm -hmm. uh, and just not a good leader. No. No comparatively even to a very broken. Mm-hmm.
0: You can eventually overcome like, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think, I think it does help that the character design for the immortal looks really, really like Wolverine. Um, and if there's one fundamental fact about Wolverine that you know, it's that he's a dick and would make a terrible leader most of the time. And yeah. he's lived for a lot longer than most other characters. So he comes to it with that. Well, I'm older than you. I have all of this experience. Um, that's kind of the, the same thing that the immortal comes to this with. He won't recognize anybody else's opinion because he's been around for a very long time and seen lots and lots of things so uh, I think that yep. comparison is probably pretty uh, pretty accurate
1: yes <laughs> and <laughs> like with the the immortal being in there like he brings in new muscle if you will with Bulletproof yeah
0: now this is a new character we don't get very much time on uh, with him on screen the only thing that really made very clear here is um, he doesn't like Rexplode at all Thinks he's an idiot. No one likes Rex. Nobody does, but it was very quick. <laughs> it was like instantly he came on board, uh, and criticized Rexplode for his name, firstly, uh, and for, uh, what he, uh, what his powers effectively. So, um, so I'm guessing the two of those are going to be going up against each other a few times, uh, over the course of the season.
1: Yeah. Probably. I, I think you're, you're close with that. I love that, um, Jason Mandukas, he, he just plays Rexplode so mm-hmm. well. Like so well, just like that, that kind of overly cocky kind of hipster college bro Mm -hmm. style guy who shit don't stink and he he knows it kind of thing and just plays it so well. And gets really knocked down a lot Absolutely. in this sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: And most of last season as well. So I'm yes. presuming that will continue. Um, or explodes. Uh, not very many people's favorite character. Uh. <laughs> no. I don't think, except for the fun value of of them. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess once again another lineup for uh, for the Gardens of the Globe here with uh, with Immortal and Bulletproof coming to join their ranks. Last season we saw Atom Eve has left the Guardians of the Globe. She's going off on her own to do her own thing. So uh, she's not a member of uh, of the team this season.
1: Yes. Um, and I'm assuming they'll kind of, we got her, her, her one shot, if you want to call Mm -hmm. it that, um, already via kind of like the the show, but I think we'll get more and more like seeing just how she goes through in the season. Like I'm hoping they do kind of explore it because she has an amazing arc in the comic books. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, again, we talk about my burden of knowledge when we already know a lot <laughs> of the stuff. That's going, where they're yeah. going with things, um, but for me, it's just how how that character is portrayed mm-hmm. and the arc she goes through because she's the blonde kind of pin-up, short skirt wearing superhero. Okay, she's kind of bubbly, and you're like, "What the hell?" Oh yeah, just it's Adam Eve, whatever. Mm-hmm. And what she goes through, how she d- deals with everything. Is fantastic, and we saw that very much begin in season Mm -hmm. one, and kind of getting to the point where she kind of is going to be a season two is going to be yeah
0: yeah no that'll be it'll be really interesting. I'm really hopeful, I suppose, with the show. uh, I think I said this last season. I'm really hopeful with the show that uh, it does follow a similar path to The Walking Dead, where even as a comic book fan, you may get the major beats like we did as comic book fans watching The Walking Dead, but it will take its twists and turns. It will take it far off the. The main path because the comic books are still there, right? You can still read the comic books. It doesn't have to tell you exactly the same story. So, um, so I'm hoping there'll be lots of, uh, twists and turns that you won't anticipate either, Chris, uh, as we continue no, through yeah. the, through the story of the invincible books. Good stuff. Um, let's get on to our final point then.
1: Yes. Angstrom. Sure. Let's talk about him because he is probably going to be at least one of the big mm-hmm. bads, if not the big bad, but at least one of the big bads. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he this is cool like you're introduced to Ankhsem um well we we were introduced to Ankhsem at the beginning of mm-hmm. the episode but we're introduced to Prime Ankhsem yes. via the 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 springing of um essentially the molar twins are back and getting them free and that's how he very much kind of he's like you are some of the most the biggest genius in the world I have a job mm-hmm. for you I'm going to break, he breaks them out via a portal yeah uh which is still very fun because you get to see how they're being treated back in <laughs> back in high security again. you know i
0: really like that because uh, we saw them break out a few times last season and the joke here is that they know they're going to get out some point um so all you've got to do if you're a guard is just treat them okay give them okay food and then they won't kill you during their escape <laughs> that's the, that's, yeah. that's the way they describe it so i thought that was quite fun as the uh, as the portals open up behind them and they just go instantly I guess we'll just leave through these portals then. <laughs> That's just, they know they're gonna get out. Uh, it's, it's always fun. Uh, but yeah, he says something to them. Yeah, he says, uh, he says to them that he chose them specifically to help because they have a very unique set of skills. I guess they have no morals and are. Um, very good at, uh, at technology and very good at building um, super weapons or uh, super structures, I guess. I guess that's something to yeah. do with that. Uh, but that was quite quite an idea that he had uh, to bring them on board. And we do find out later that he was lying to them because in all the other universes, he's also working with all the maulers of those universes <laughs> So uh, to, yes. to uh, further along the plan. So not only is he trying to get all of the minds of himself in other universes and all of that knowledge merged together, he's also... Um, Using all of the maulers throughout, uh, the multiverse or the multi dimensions that he's, uh, going back and forth to. So I thought that was a good little, uh, good little gag. And they're like, they're going, hang on a second. He told us we were special. I was unique. <laughs> yeah. It's great.
1: Yeah. And that, like that is the one of the fun things about Anxon when you reveal, he, he reveals his mm-hmm. plan. So initially when he, he says to the maulers and we get introduced to his safe house, mm-hmm. uh, and it, you see a couple of hundred, let's say like 50 to 100 other angstroms male female every kind of variation under the sun Mm -hmm. in the safe house and he's like i want you to build me like a machine i want to access their knowledge and essentially i can't get it to work because for some reason my machine just isn't capable and he explains it's very much because he wants to access their knowledge so that because in all these other worlds different things have been Mm -hmm. solved Hunger's been solved. Cancer's been solved. Blah blah blah. He wants to be able to do that mm-hmm. and have access to that information to see the bigger picture. Subsequently, we do find out that he's, as you said, he's done. They he's done this with all the other models in all the other universes, mm-hmm. and it's not just a, a hundred; it's a hundred thousand. yeah, different yeah. angstroms that are all hooked up to these different machines mm-hmm. in all the other universes, and then all going to be funneled into yes. Him that (laughs)
0: not
1: um it's a cool when you do think about it it it's a cool idea it's absolutely
0: a cool idea um and you know again for the philanthropic reasons that he chose to do this it all makes great sense doesn't it I wonder how he yeah. chose that he would be the prime one and everybody else went. Yeah, grand, that's a good idea. Uh, no problem. We'll um we'll pass it all on to you who can also travel through all of the dimensions. So we'll give you all of the knowledge. Maybe that's what it is. He's yeah. the only one that can travel through the dimensions solving those problems. Once they're solved on our prime uh and my prime yes, version. Exactly. Yes. <laughs>
1: that's the thing. He is the uh, as as far as we are mm-hmm. aware based on what he says, he is the only one with the 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 ability to to kind of multiversal skip dimension mm-hmm. skip whatever universe skip but it, again it is also very interesting we do see that he has to walk from place to place mm-hmm. so he can access like he has to go to the different dimension and then to the exact same location the right location yes. and then skip to the back to his location if he wants to go that way because he can't just portal X where he has to actually walk it. And it's very fun when you hear that. Like the modelers go, well, we already figured that apart. You yeah. What you're, why you're doing. But
0: then it. they did a really confusing thing in the animation. They had him leave by portal and then come back by portal on the other side of them. And that confused me because I was like, they just said that he can't just move from one side of a place to another side of the place. And it made it look like he could do that. He could create portals. That was just a little bit of a confusing thing in the animation. And it feels like if you'd read the comic, you know that that rule is is true. Whereas if you're watching the show, like I was without reading the comic, I'm kind of going is he just saying they're wrong cuz he just did it right there <laughs> right in front of them <laughs> i don't know uh, but i guess if 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 that's what it says in the comic then that we'll, we'll go with that um yeah. but this is all stopped by uh, by invincible coming in here and i kind of liked that this isn't caused by invincible it's not that the the whole failure of this plan he doesn't actually stop what's happening and he doesn't doesn't cause what happens to to angstrom that's caused by angstrom himself um the mullers have built the machine have worked with them to uh, let's say amplify the machine or uh, refine the machine but what they've said to him is while this is going on there's too much depending on this process reaching its end you can't stop it no matter what at all invincible arrives starts fighting with the mullers and while there angstrom looks out and goes well i can't lose all this knowledge so it takes off the headset, which is the connection to the machine and the connection to all the other Angstroms from across all the other dimensions. And doing that leads to the explosion that kills them all and mutates him.
1: Yes. To the iconic, that's how I remember Angstrom Levi. The mutation. This garbled, essentially... Brain backed mm-hmm. human because he does have all the knowledge. Yes. He did download successfully all of the other Angstrom Levi's hundreds of thousands of their uh, knowledge into himself. Mm-hmm. And he is using going to use that to get revenge on Invincible, yes. uh, who he blames for this, even though, yeah, technically it's his fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, very much. But so.
0: also by having all of the knowledge, he has the knowledge from all of those. Other dimensions where Invincible teamed up with Omni Man and killed yes. millions. And in this case, because he's put so many versions of himself in there, it's millions of people that he knew specifically who've yeah. all been killed. Millions of members of his family, uh, all across all the dimensions. So he has the pain of all of that going into him at the same time as well. So, and yeah. um, so it's a, it's a really interesting supervillain creation that we have here.
1: Yeah. What did you think of the the Mahler? oh I love
0: this idea again you know skills. yeah like the, it's it's not just. Hundreds and hundreds of the same looking characters. The molars themselves can't tell apart who's number one and who's number two, who was the first molar and who was, who was the second one. So I kind of expected that if he got them from loads of other dimensions, they would look exactly the same. So I was really happy to see that they changed up the design. So different versions of them, some with beards, some females, some, uh, some taller, some shorter, you know, loads of different versions yeah. of the molars from across all the dimensions because every possibility is in play, right?
1: Yeah. I, I, I enjoy this because. You, you rarely see, a lot of the time, as you said, like when they start getting into multiverse, it's like, here's 50 million different versions of Superman, and they're pretty much all the same. There's some have red tights, some have blue tights. Um, here we start to see very much the the fun of, okay, well, what, what would all these different characters, what would this character like in all these other different worlds? Exactly. Um, and, the the fun thing is i'm hoping we get to see their versions of the guardians of the globe from all the different mm-hmm. worlds the the different invincibles from all the different yeah. worlds cuz they, that that they, the how they will look how they will act is going to be the fun part of this multiversal aspect of the Invincible. System. Absolutely,
0: it's always been the the fun part about sci-fi and uh, and uh, this type of stuff. You know, right back to Star Trek doing their mirror universe. You know, what's different about these characters in other sci-fi universes? They all have a
1: beard exactly. and they're evil. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs>
0: that's what they landed on. But uh, but it is really interesting. You know, it's it's a problem that uh, that Marvel just hit up against when they did their multiverse of Kangs. Um, they had every single one of them played by one actor. Um, so. Suddenly, you're going. Well, why didn't you have some different versions of them so that you could have mm-hmm. loads of options available to you? Uh, anybody could be a variant of uh, of Kang. Uh, in this case here, you have all the variants of uh, of Angstrom, Levi. Not all of them look the same at all. Could be anybody. And same with the Maulers. They all look different. They all uh, they all could be uh, just slightly changed from the main our usual versions of the Maulers. Talk to me about one uh, final bit of this. So this is all in the post-credit scene. Quite a big moment to put in the post-credit scene, yeah. right? Your, your creation of your big villain. Um, but we see one of the Maulers rising from uh, underneath the pile of junk. One of our main uh, ones, I presume, it's still one of our prime Maulers. Let's let's say um, the other one seems to be gone or doesn't rise, mm-hmm. and this Mauler is now uh, has no skin on one half of his body. Or has he merged yeah. with, his, uh, with the other mother? No, no, no. So he, he
1: basically is just badly scarred. Right. And one thing we found out via season one is the whole thing about the Mauler's twins, mm-hmm. if you will, even though they're clones, essentially, yeah. is they don't know which one is the mm-hmm. clone. They perfectly replicate each other. Yes. And they, they essentially is download their memories from the moment they get in. Mm-hmm. So. The fun part here is what happens when you clone yourself and you're badly disfigured Mm -hmm. and your clone looks perfect. Yes, Well, they're going to know that they're the clone. There you
0: go. (laughs) I like that.
1: It's going to get fun. I like that. It's going to be, it's what happens with that when you've like, they've expressly in season one kind of laid out, both of us think the other is Mm -hmm. the clone. So, and that's why we treat each other, we kind of have to treat each other with respect. right? Because maybe I am the clone, but most likely you are, because you're in the league. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, and that's, now it's like, ooh, yeah, You'll, know, you'll know that.
0: You'll know that from now on. Yes. Excellent. Uh, that's it, uh, I think, for our major moments, uh, major thoughts from the episode. Any other notes, anything else you want to bring in, Chris, that we haven't talked about at all?
1: No, I just, I, I, I want to bring up again the the animation. Um, I, I kind of talked about it in season one, where they are employing some kind of, I want to say computer graphics, kind of, I was going to say CGI, was not. Mm-hmm. It's kind of very much, it's a mix of, part, like, what you would classify as old animation style. Yeah. But then they are kind of adding in some very much kind of CGI in their kind of computer versions. But it just looks... I don't know what it is about the Invincible one and in Vox Machina. I just, I'm drawn... The, the way that they do sometimes... Have the, the frame the character and then move the 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 universe around or move the cell or the environment around that character. It really allows them to set up these beautiful shots. And um, again, going back to Invincible, going through his kind of journey while they do um, the radio ad song, mm-hmm. like seeing him just kind of fly at speed, seeing him go into the like into the sky and doing that flip mm-hmm. and back down. just hanging like they they are able to get some some beautiful framing in my opinion Mm -hmm. and then just when they actually just do the animation it looks fantastic it really is just this uh, think and i I make the noise of the whoosh noise because i'm like they invoke it like in comic books you would just have lines Mm -hmm. like black lines whoosh lines or sometimes they write whoosh behind the superhero like zap and pow um but they they managed even without the the sound cuz you don't hear him fly mm-hmm. um you can just it's, it's again just backed by that track you do they do invoke that kind of speed and that sound as he is flying
0: absolutely
1: so just yeah just uh, my note is that the animation is still top quality like mm-hmm. and I look forward to it. kind of they obviously with the success it's even won we're given a bit more of a blank paycheck, not blank, but an increased (laughs) paycheck. I'm hoping to kind of, because it it really is just, if this quality maintains, it's, it really is going to bring people going, Oh, cartoons, they're for kids. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 <laughs> Don't, hey, Kids watch this one. Welcome to
0: this. <laughs> Absolutely. I know it, it, it does look great. And they even, they even accomplish that in the scenes when, when Mark is uh, going through, um, his, his crime fighting and going through his, his, uh, superhero saving where he, um, you see the ambulance, uh, picking up someone in an accident and he, uh, he picks up the ambulance and travels it at speed to get to the hospital. Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, him putting out the fire, uh, using the ocean waves. Although, It looked like the firemen weren't very happy with that. Um, No,
1: but to be fair, you're going to be hit with a title. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but I think that's one of the interesting things. It's the emergency services. Basically, the ambulance people who are trying to save someone's life in the ambulance, they get dropped off at the hospital. So then they're kind of like oh, I guess we don't have to do anything other than bring the person inside uh, for the doctors inside the hospital. And then the fireman going, I guess we don't have to do anything because he's just used the ocean to put out the fire. And then the police officer, you see his his shoulders kind of drop as well when he uh, doesn't have to fight against uh, the, the, yeah. um, the villains who've arrived there as well. So uh, I just thought that was quite funny. It was like it was like as if Mark was listening to all the um, emergency services and doing all their jobs for them. And they were very unhappy about that. <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that was good in the uh in the animation there as well and um, do one final note i have um from the episode are two two little quick things that we should mention um so mark's about to leave high school he's about to go off to upstate university with his girlfriend um so they have a little moment there so they're about to finish off in high school so that's the the end of uh of his high school journey just back for the last couple of months um which i thought that that's kind of sets mark where he is in his life i suppose about to about to make that big move uh to to college and then our final scene in the episode proper was the Immortal uh paying a visit to Mark uh, and telling him that he's going to be keeping an eye on him, Um, worried that he is going to become Omni-Man. Uh, Mortal, even with all the knowledge he had, couldn't envisage that Omni-Man would kill the Guardians of the Globe. Um So he is now suspicious of Mark. So it seems like quite a big threat coming from the Immortal.
1: Yeah. I I still love that they they the the premise of invincible and omni-man where basically you're superman mm-hmm. your star-spangled banner red White and blue boy scout mm-hmm. turns out to be a genocidal man Exactly I still love yeah. it and yeah you kind of then you're like oh oh yeah what would happen um yeah, yeah. no it's fun I can't wait to see more of the, where this goes in, in the
0: rest of the season excellent excellent as we wrap up the episode then chris what's your final thoughts on the season two premiere of invincible good to have it back
1: very good to have it back strong strong opening really kind of showing you again like setting up what we assume is going to be the rest of the season mm-hmm. the setting up the the, the main storylines. um again lengthy episodes Going like forty-five minute plus, mm-hmm. kind of again with credits and kind of and the 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 end the the the, the end scenes kind of as well, but not very little filler. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes sense, like each scene seemed like it was needed. there was nothing like there was no Basel exposition scenes as I talk about. It was kind of like well, in case you forgot Invincible last year, you did this like blah 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 blah, just kind of reminding the the scenes where we do get some of oh six months has happened like they're scenes where they're they're done with emotion, but like Michelle yo kind of really bringing in that debbie, seeming young, bringing in his Mark Grayson just <laughs> so well um. Yeah, like just so well, so well done. I'm I'm just so happy it's back and I look forward to the only thing that I'm like, Oh, we're only four this year. Oh, Mm -hmm. take all the time you need part one, part two. Fine. Part eight. Damn, it's (laughs) only four. I'm going to have to savor them.
0: I would love to know if that came from their cheeky uh, trailer earlier on this year. So they released a trailer at San Diego Comic Con saying that Invincible would return before the end of 2023. Hopefully the end of twenty twenty three could mean the 31st of december was kind of the joke about it and i wonder because they had made the commitment that they would have something out this year did they have to put the four episodes this year and four episodes next year because traditionally they just go weekly um and they are saying it's coming out early next year but they were they were saying it was you know up against it it was quite difficult to get all the animation done for these eight episodes uh, of the show plus the Adam Eve uh, movie. So I do wonder if they are still working really hard getting those last uh, four episodes completed so uh, in time for for the release next year. So I wonder if they kind of went oh, okay we'll definitely have these first four episodes locked Let's get them out this year, have a little break and put the other four episodes out next year. Cause it's not traditionally how Prime Video would release yep. their shows. Uh, they do them differently to that. So, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting that they've chosen to do it with, uh, with Invincible. But I wonder if it's because they made that commitment. Cause it, even the commitment itself felt like, please give us just a little bit more time to get it done. <laughs> yeah.
1: I also, I do wonder if it's somewhat the SAG strikes for the last hundred plus days. Yeah. Um, also, because it would allow, it would stop any additional voice pickups. Like they wouldn't be able to re-record.
0: No, it's not actually connected to that. The SAG-AFTRA strike is for live-action actors. The uh, animation um, has got a pass on it. It's not not included in in the, in oh, the, okay. um, the okay. those unions. So, um, so while there are some connections over to video games, I think it was was supposed to be. Yeah, um, that, that union we're also going to join the SAG-AFTRA strike. The actual uh, animation uh, voice actors haven't joined that strike, so, um, so okay. not not That's connected with know. that. I think it's it's. It just is to do with the fact, as you mentioned, how great the animation is. That means it takes a long time to get completed and, and locked and finished. So Um huh. I just Excellent. wonder if the choice was... Bring it forward. We promised them something this year. We'll give them. We'll yeah. give them half the arc this year, half the arc in a couple of weeks' time. That's what you know. Stranger Things does over on Netflix. They do do those shows in two parts. So uh, maybe it was. Um, they they felt their fans would uh, would accept having four episodes this year and four episodes next year, and then we get hey uh, you the third to season mid January.
1: <laughs> like I'm happy with mid January. Like it's an empty season. That's great.
0: You know it's going to be June, Chris. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. Now, now I've just said it, it's going to be June. Uh, hey, it's a birthday. It's a birthday. Surprise. There you go, Chris. Derek, what did you think of this premiere?
0: I really liked this premiere. It was nice to be back um, with, this, with this show. Um, it's really hard to describe Invincible. Um, I, I forget how adult it is, not only in the violence. That's what keeps kind of come on, coming back to me is how brutal it is and how bloody it is and how adult it is in certain situations. But also how they deal with characters and the characterization of what's going on amongst them. You know, those subtle nods to Debbie possibly drinking too much after the loss of her husband, um, having Olga come over to her house and talk to her about, about loss, um, what Mark's going through after losing to his father, um, He's having those thoughts about what it could be like in five hundred years, or a thousand years, or ten thousand years. You know, he's having those thoughts because of what was put into his mind by Omni Man. So, having all that section of the episode, along with all the other animation bits that we were coming, come to expect, is something very different and sets Invincible apart and makes it more interesting than uh, lots of other animated shows. I don't. There's very many other animated shows that would really uh, take that as something that's essential to their episodes. It feels like something that other animated shows would uh, leave on the cutting room floor and just have uh, a lot more punching and fighting between, uh, between their, uh, their characters, but they take the pause in invincible, uh, in the episodes and something I really enjoy about it. Something that sets it apart. So yeah, great start to the second season. I will say though, I was very happy for the previously on at the start of the episode. and I do find it really (laughs) difficult. I've got the list of, uh, of all the actors and characters, um, for invincible there are so many characters to keep track of their names um, and, and really i find it difficult sometimes uh keeping track of every single character in this show so uh so i i'm hoping that when we get to watch it, we, we get to watch it with subtitles on so you can actually pick up some of the characters names. Uh, it, was, it was hard to catch them all. So, uh, but they did a good job in <laughs> previously on uh, reintroducing it to some of those uh, most important characters as well. Uh, but yeah really looking forward to uh, continuing on with season two of Invincible. Thanks so much to all of you for joining us for our discussion about uh, this first episode of Invincible. If you want to get in contact with us, you can email us to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com or pop on over to our website at tvpodcastindustries.com to subscribe to the podcast. You can also join us on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash TV podcast industries. We'll be back next week with Invincible Season 2, Episode 2. In about six hours, I lose my virginity to a fish. That's the name of the episode. That's not me. Yes. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, I was about to make a joke and you got there before
0: me. Always, Chris. Always. Uh, we are also just finishing off our coverage of the boys spin-off Gen V. That's been an excellent series, a very adult live action show. Uh, if you like Invincible and haven't tried out uh, the boys and you feel you're old enough, uh, go check out Gen V uh, for the finale. We will have that podcast out hopefully later today as well.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I can't wait to speak for the remainder of the four episodes this season and into the part two, if we call it that. So from me,
0: keep watching, keep listening,
1: and keep being invincible.
0: Speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.